I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. And now we're on to a strange topic. Some people, I think a lot of it's mainly men, have a very strange, weird fantasy that I would never be on board with, but I've apparently take enjoyment in seeing their partner with uh, another man. I mean, I, I don't know, Saoirse, if that would be something you'd be interested in seeing your other half with someone else. Is, is that a is that something like, no. oh, yeah, I like that. No, and it's never been brought up in a relationship before where, you know, someone has wanted even a threesome in person. Like, you know, you, you hear people having fantasies, but they don't actually want to act it out. I just can't imagine going somewhere, sitting and watching someone essentially cheat on you. Is it cheating, though, if you've consent? to the cheating yeah exactly it's probably not but there's something wrong there in your relationship if you're doing that listen maybe they're they're just really strong and they, they're certain <laughs> and confident in themselves and they are uh, ha- perfectly happy well listen to talk more about this we have chatted to him a couple of times before here on the show delighted to welcome back it is a psychologist who focuses on various different types of uh, sex and psychology uh, Dr. Justin Lay Miller how are you sir? doing well thanks for having me no worries at all so this term and I've, I've seen this mentioned before for, and I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is it cuckolding? Yes, it's called cuckolding, and it refers to people who derive sexual arousal from the prospect of watching their partner have sex with somebody else. Now, is this different from swinging? It's a little different from swinging because in a typical swinging arrangement, there's usually this swapping of partners, and sometimes partners will go off, uh, you know, where they trade with another couple, and they're each kind of going their own thing, although some swingers do all this together in the same room. But the difference with cuckolding is that you have one partner who is watching their partner engage with somebody else, and they're not involved in the sexual activity. So it's kind of like a threesome where one person is is sort of sitting on the sideline. Yeah. (laughs) Why do people find this turn on and attractive? I would have thought it's the single worst thing that you could do in your relationship is to, is is it technically cheating? Like, So I wouldn't consider it to be cheating because cheating is something that is non-consensual in nature. Mm. And in these cuckolding situations, all the partners have consented to everything that is going on. And what we see in the research is that there are a surprising number of people who are turned on by this. So, for example, I published a book recently called Tell Me What You Want, where I surveyed thousands of people about their sexual fantasies, mm. and included in that list of fantasies was this idea of cuckolding. And I found that about 
half of the men who participated in my survey had fantasized about this before, and about a third of the women had. Uh, it doesn't mean that this many people necessarily want to go out and do that because fantasy doesn't always reflect our desire. But it tells us that this isn't as rare or unusual as we might think it is. And in terms of what it is that turns people on about it, there are a few different things. So for some people, this is actually an act of BDSM, right, where you have the partner who is watching, who is taking on this submissive role to their other partner who is taking on this more dominant role. And and sometimes there are acts of sadomasochism or bondage that are incorporated in this and where the partner who's watching might feel humiliated by their partner having sex with somebody else right in front of them. So for some people, it's an act of BDSM. But for other people, it's really more about the fact that they take pleasure in their partner's pleasure. And so seeing somebody else who can really satisfy their partner actually makes them happy. So there can be different things that draw people to this. And is there a certain kind of age group that are into this or have you found it, you know, from young to older people? So one of the things that I've found in my research is that people's sexual fantasies seem to change as they age. And where I see people getting the most adventuresome in their fantasies is actually when they're in their 40s and 50s. And so when it comes to things like group sex and taboo sorts of activities, those things actually tend to increase in that sort of middle age range compared to younger adults. Yeah, that's interesting. Is there anything to do with it like linked to, let's say, the explosion in people watching porn? Because we have this nearly voyeuristic attitude towards sex where a lot of people get turned on by, you know, watching pornography as opposed to being fully engaged in the act itself. So there is certainly a very voyeuristic element to cuckolding, right? Because you're watching your partner have sex with someone else and it is sort of like seeing porn take place right in front of you. So for people who just really like to watch in general, I find that they tend to be more into cuckolding. But whether this is something that is driven by porn or not is kind of hard to say. Mm. It, certainly cuckolding is not a new phenomenon. This actually traces way back, but it has been around for quite some time. And it, when you look at porn sites, it is something where you see searches have increased increased and it's becoming this very popular porn genre. But it's hard to say whether that's because of porn uh, creating a new sexual interest or if it's just because people who have had this interest are now gravitating to porn to find out ways of sort of vicariously living out their fantasies. Are there any other weird kind of fantasies that people seem to be now acting out more so than they used to? So <laughs> when I talk about sexual fantasies, I'm a little bit hesitant about using the, the weird label just because, you know, my job as a scientist is not to, to place value judgments on them, but rather to just describe them as they are because different people just tend to be turned on by different things. And so cuckolding is one of these examples where a lot of people think that it's very weird or strange, but actually is surprisingly common as a sexual interest. And there are lots of other very taboo sorts of fantasies that as we do more research on them, we're finding that while we once thought they were rare, they're actually quite common. So for example, lots of fetish interests um, are actually quite common as well. BDSM fantasies are actually among the most popular sexual fantasies. For example, I find that upwards of 80 to 90 percent of men and women across different sexual orientations have fantasized about some aspect of BDSM before. So many of the things that we think are rare and unusual are actually quite common. Yeah, and with the cuckolding, is it seems to be that your research has shown that more men are interested in it than, or report to be more interested in it than women. Any idea as to why that is? There are probably a few reasons 
reasons. Um, so one is that men in general just tend to have more group sex and multi-partner type fantasies. So that's part of it because this is a variant of group sex. But men also have more voyeuristic fantasies in general. They tend to get more enjoyment and pleasure from, from watching other people who are engaged in sexual activity or who are undressing. So it's, it's probably a function of the fact that cuckolding is, is sort of this combination of group sex and voyeuristic fantasies, and it's just a unique way for some men to express them. Hmm, it's not something I would definitely get on board with by any means, probably because I just find the idea of watching someone else, you're not even getting involved. What are you getting from that? <laughs> You know, yeah, it's know. just really unusual to me. Well, it's different things for different people is all that I can say. You know, if being a sex researcher has taught me anything is that there's so much diversity in human sexual expression and what turns people on. And people are just very inventive, creative and flexible in terms of how they meet and gratify their sexual needs. But again, I think it's important to mention that with cuckolding, even though the fantasies might be quite common, that doesn't mean that everybody wants to go out and do it. And it's not necessarily a good idea for everyone to do this because there is the potential for jealousy and insecurity and uh, these other sorts of issues to set in. So we do see in the research that many people who practice cuckolding report very positive experiences with it and say that they not only derived sexual pleasure from it, but that it also ended up bringing them closer to their partner. But there are some cases where people act out these and other group sex fantasies where it leads to conflict and turmoil and jealousy. So you kind of have to know yourself really well in terms of acting on a sexual fantasy to kind of predict whether it's going to work out well for you. And you also need to have extraordinarily good communication with your partner if you're going to act <laughs> on a fantasy like this. Yeah, because as well, how do you go about it? One, there's, there's the one hand of telling your, your significant other, here's what I'm interested in. There's another thing trying to explain this to your friend where you're like, I would like you to do my wife later on and I will just <laughs> sit in the corner watching it if you're okay with that. I mean, that's got to be another barrier and challenge to, to manage successfully and effectively as well. And before we let you go, uh, Justin, in your book you obviously did a lot of research around these things, so the book uh, Tell Me What You Want, and we will steer away from using the words, you know, weird or strange, but was there any other surprising findings about people's sexual fantasies that you found while researching the book? So I found that for most people, about 80% of people, they said their favorite sexual fantasy of all time is something that they want to act upon at some point. However, only about one in five people have ever acted on their sexual fantasies before. So what that tells us is that there's a pretty big gap between fantasy and reality. And I think a lot of this stems from the fact that people carry around a lot of shame and guilt and anxiety about their fantasies. And as a result, they don't talk to their partners about them. And they're, they're really worried about their partners judging them and so forth. So one of the things I try to do in the book is talk about ways of effectively communicating about your fantasies with your partners so that you can open up more productive conversations. And if you decide you want to go to the next step and actually act on your fantasies, I also lay out lots of important considerations to take into account because, well, there are many rewards that can come from acting out our fantasies. There are also a lot of risks too. Okay, well, I must read that book and become a little bit more aware of all these yeah. different fantasies. Yeah. Uh, add it to the reading list. Uh, tell me what you want. Listen, mm. uh, Justin, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, what's your website for someone who wants to check out some of the work and research you've done? My website is Sex and Psychology at sexandpsychology.com and you can find write-ups of all the latest sex research and links to my books and social media. Brilliant. Uh, Dr. Justin Le Miller, thanks a million for popping on Room 104 tonight. Thanks again for having me. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.